Chapter Ten of Little Prudy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ginger Cucolo. Little Prudy by Rebecca Sophie Clark. Chapter Ten. More stories. I move we have some more stories," said Horace the next evening, as they were sitting in the twilight. "It's your turn, Gracie." "'Well, I don't know, but I'd as soon tell a story as not,' replied Grace, pushing back her curls. "'I reckon Pincher wants to hear one. He begins to wag his tail. I can't make up anything as I go along, but I can tell a sober, true story.' "'Certain true, black and blue,' asked Prudy, who always would have something to say, whether she knew what she was talking about or not. "'Didn't I ever tell you about our school dog out west, Aunt Madge?' You see, it was so queer. I don't know where in the world he came from. He had one of his eyes put out, and was most blind out of the other, and only a stump of a tail, and didn't know how to get his living like other dogs. Oh, dear, it was so funny he should take it into his head to come to school. Now, wasn't it, Auntie? He knew Miss Allen just as well as could be, and used to go with the rest of the scholars to meet her every morning. And when she patted him on the head and said, Good old doggie, it did seem like he'd fly out of his wits then when she rang the bell he trotted in just as proud hanging down his head as meek as could be he thought she rang the bell for him as much as any of the rest of the scholars his seat was right by the stove on the floor it wasn't a seat i mean and he just lay there the whole living time and slept and snored you see he was so old auntie but then we all loved him we just loved him so oh dear me it's as much as i can do to keep from crying and i don't know how anybody could help it what was i talking about oh he used to walk round under the seats just as sly sometimes and put his nose into the dinner baskets i tell you he liked cake that dog did and he liked meat and mince pie you see he could smell for his nose was as good as ever it was and the girls used to cry sometimes when he picked out the nice things but then we just loved him so you know auntie why we thought he was just as good as anybody he never bit nor growled that dog didn't not a mite there wasn't one of us but he loved especially miss allen now wasn't it too bad mrs snell made such a fuss she didn't love that dog one speck i don't know as she ever saw him and she didn't care whether he was dead or alive i just know she didn't i'll tell you how it was sometimes he got locked up all night he'd be asleep you know by the stove or else under the seats and miss allen would forget and suppose he was gone with the rest of the scholars well he was a darling old dog and if he did chew up the books i'd just about know he got hungry in the night or he never would have thought of it how did he know it was wrong he didn't know one letter from another he spoiled jenny snell's spelling book i know and lots of readers and things but what if he did annie now what of it i ain't crying anything about that i wouldn't have you to think but you see mrs snell made a great fuss and went to her husband and told him he ought to be shot that mr snell ought to be shot now susie i shouldn't think you feel like laughing or making fun the dog of course and they sent for the city marshal you know mr garvin horace yes the man that scowls so with a scar on his nose and a horsewhip in his hand miss allen cried she lifted up the lid of her desk and hit her head but we all knew she was crying you see we had such a time about it we thought he was going to carry the dog off to some place and take care of him like he was his master or maybe shut him up 
or something that way but do you believe he just shot that dog right in the yard how dreadful yes auntie i reckon it was we all cried like we should kill ourselves and we put our fingers in our ears for we heard the man when he fired the gun i mean we heard the gun when the man fired it and then it was of no use but we stopped our ears and miss allen hid her face and cried and cried and cried oh dear me it did seem like we didn't any of us want to go to school any more if we couldn't see our old dog coming to meet us and rub his head against our dresses and it was just as lonesome now it was so auntie poor old doggie sighed aunt madge it wasn't you was it pincher cried horace seizing his dog by both ears i reckon if they tried to shoot you they'd catch it now susy it's your turn said grace no horace he's the oldest Psh! returned horace who had been the very first one to propose stories i'd like to get shut out of it <laughs> i can't think of nothing but you must you know horace so it's no use to grumble oh shucks has it got to be true don't say shucks horace said grace gently you can tell a true story or make it up as you go along come hurry i know what i'm going to tell whispered prudy to horace well said the boy thinking a moment i'll tell my story double quick and be done with it you ought to see my pa's horse out west annie there ain't a yankee horse can hold a candle to him i'll leave it to pincher his name is sancho and my ma sends him to market mornings early with the basket and put some money in it and a note to the butcher and that horse comes back sir just as fast as he can trot sir and he has the meat there all wrapped up and just has the basket in his teeth this way why horace clifford cried grace in surprise why what a story of course it's a story you wanted me to tell a story didn't you i was just a blowin well there tell something nice can't you please i've told all the story i'm a-goin to said horace firmly now it's susie's turn you talk about something else a while replied susie and let me be a-thinkin i'll tell one cried pretty let me now once there was going to be three balls and cinderella didn't have no mother and her father didn't have no wife so he married him one and there was going to be three great big balls and cinderella asked her mother if she couldn't go and her mother said no indeed she had nothing to wear and then they started off and her grandma came oh i forgot the woman was wicked and she made her little girl sit in the parlor all dressed up spandy clean and she made cinderella sit in the coal hot and then she told her to get a great pumpkin and it turned into a gold hack and she went off into the back shed and got the rat trap and it turned into two footmen's and the king's son oh no and then there was some bugs round there and they say was six horses and she got in and rode on to the ball and her shoes came off and then the king married her and she had the other shoe in her pocket and he married her right off and they're all safe now all safe said aunt madge laughing what do you mean by that oh now she'll have a good father and a good mother and won't sit in the coal hod no more now it's your turn susie oh dear suze i was going to tell a story a fairy story it was going to be a real good one about the bravest of lion's castle and i couldn't think of a thing to say and now prudy has drove it all out of my head well children said aunt madge suppose we give susie a little more time and excuse her for to-night it's time for pleasant dreams now and kisses all around end of chapter ten
Recording by Ginger Cucolo.